money I see. Clothes that I buy. What's up, Joes? And welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and Rafael Chidez back in the house once again. You. What's going on, Jeff? Oh, not a lot, hey, brother. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Nothing much. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. Good. Good. Same old. <laughs> You're looking at you trimmed the beard down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. Had to get was, the hair was looking pretty nasty. You know, I'm balding up top, so it's thinning. Yeah, I feel you. I need to shave mine down. I'm a I'm a little behind on it. Yeah. And I had I had to get at the beard. The neck was looking really nasty, so I'm like, oh I'll just trim it down. And uh shave it up a bit. Shape it up. Yeah, other than that, nothing much. Yeah. Yeah. Just came back from Dunkin' Donuts, got that frozen, frozen coffee. Look at you. Look at you. My impact yeah. is still still alive. Dude, I, I got to stop drinking them, though, because I think they put a lot of sugar in them. Yeah, dude. Because you have a regular coffee, and it's like, wait a minute. Like, why is my that? I asked for mocha in this one as well. Why is this one super sweet? And this one's just like regular sweet. I'm sure they put sugar in there. Couple scoops. Couple scoops. Buy a little milk. Make it taste like ice cream. Have it free or you know, help with the blending process. Yeah. Those wizards do something behind the behind the fucking behind the counter. Those Dunkin' Donuts wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you fucking went to the cannabis cup this weekend. I did. I did go to the Cannabis Cup on Sunday. I hate uh, you so much, Jeff. My, uh, my couple of my patients and I, we uh, got up and fucking took off about, I don't know, like 9.30 in the morning. And drove across the state. Oh, and, yeah. How far is it from you? Uh, It was... Detroit, right? Detroit? No, it was uh, actually just a little north of Flint, uh, a town called okay. Clio, but it's like... Uh, it's like Flint's um, white country suburb cousin. Okay. That's like just north of Flint. Uh, they have it out at this this racetrack. It's called the Auto City Speedway. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. The yeah, the entire, the entire track, the infield and the track and all that. Just get high. It's all booths and people serving up dabs and... Fucking. So, for people naive like me that have never been to one of these because I'm Mexican and you guys don't allow it. Wait, what? <laughs> I, there, no, was, was, there were a lot of Mexican people at the Cannabis Cup on All Sunday. right, I guess it's just not in my state, I guess. Yeah. But, hey, um, hey uh, something to consider. Um. Next year, Michigan will be a rec state, mm-hmm. which means our Cannabis Cup will be recreational, which means you can come. 2019? Yes. We uh, we vote to uh, legalize in November. Cause, okay, because my, my vacation resets in January, like the 20th. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be next summer uh, will be when the Cannabis Cup will be, mm-hmm. but, but it'll be, yeah, it'll be. Fucking not because you know, I, so. 
I don't know if you guys have to vote on it, and then a year after voting on it, then it becomes law. You get me? Sometimes it's that crazy bureaucratic bullshit. No, I think it. I think it take a, takes effect like by next summer. So I don't know. I'll keep you posted, but that's something to think about. Anyway, so how, how does so how does it work? Do you like do you pay a flat fee to enter the cup? Yeah, and then you get to. Sp- try of people's stuff yeah well okay so there is um the the people that are, are submitting they submit high times has its own like sets of judges for that kind of stuff but a lot of the people that submitted um and entered in the cup to to participate themselves have uh, our vendors have booths set up where yeah. they're Selling weed and and selling oil, <laughs> selling treats, things like that. Whatever you, whatever, whatever. Oh, but they sell it though. They sell it too, yeah. But they give away a lot of shit for free. Okay. Like everybody, okay. everybody's got free dab, or almost everybody has free dabs. Do you walk away with like free grams and shit like that? Free eights. And Sometimes you like. This cup was a little le- like it was smaller. There wasn't as lot of booths. As there usually is in like the summertime, yeah. Um, but uh, there there's usually a lot more stuff in the in the summer one, like people giving away a lot more things. Uh, it, it was still a good time. It was just a little bit less. I walked away with a little less swag. Like most of the time, like they would have, they would be giving away like T-shirts and just all kinds of shit, and there really wasn't a lot of that. But they were giving away a lot of free dabs too, so. That's a lot of mm-hmm. money. That's a lot of money in oil. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I've never, you know, I've never really looked into one of these or like looked up videos of uh, walkthroughs of it. You know, I just, well, I just told myself I'll experience it when it gets here. I paid forty dollars to get in. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it got high as fuck. <coughs> it got high as fuck all day. <laughs> how all long is it? Day. Like, how long? Did, like, we left around a little after eight right around eight um like a night yeah yeah the gates opened at like 11 damn that literally is all day yeah and then on saturday it goes a little bit longer like it'll go to like 11 o'clock so like a huge uh huge uh weed orgy at the end where everyone meets up and just gets high and like and just fucks i'm sure (laughs) some of the um like the the dispensaries and and what they call themselves social clubs, where you can go and get high. Like there there's like oh, I don't know. We counted seven, eight, nine of them all right down this road that leads you to the track. And some of them had like these big ass after parties and shit. One year Snoop Dogg was playing at one of these dispensaries. This private little after party show. I think it was last summer actually. Do you this... have that for news? Huh? Do you have that for news, or, could, or should we bring it up? Do I have that for news? Yeah, the Snoop Dogg thing. <laughs> you didn't see the Snoop Dogg thing? Oh, about Snoop and fucking Darren Till? Yeah, was no, he that high? I didn't I didn't get it for news, because I didn't think it was that big of a deal. No. Yeah, but I bringing up Snoop Dogg, I guess we could bring it up real quick. Uh, so, I, I, I don't even know if he was confused. So... He, I guess he was watching the Woodley Till fight, and he started 
started screaming, yeah, fuck Donald Trump, fuck Donald Trump. And uh, I don't know if he was confusing Till for Colby or just confusing or not confusing, but just being like, fuck it, he's white. He fuck pro- Donald Trump. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. But, yeah, he probably thought he was Colby Covington. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason that he's not on the Contender Series as a commentator anymore. Because he was bad. Yeah, exactly. It like, is really not a good commentator. It is really funny, though, if you play – there's a mode in the UFC um, that you can play and Snoop Dogg does the commentary for the fights. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty it's, – it's funny. I mean, I don't want to watch or hear Snoop Dogg doing commentary on real fights, but when you're playing video games – yeah, that's. I, I was funny. gonna, I was gonna say like if he's in your room and he's next to like if he's one of your boys and he's doing that, I don't. Ha- that's fine. He's your boy and he's doing it and he's you know that's his thing. That's how he is. But if I'm watching and and I I talked about it, I think it was even on uh, around the cage. Um, I I came my take on it was I did not like the whole Snoop Dogg thing. I just thought it was very unprofessional for these guys, and I know it was an alternative cast, and I know they were trying to get eyes on it. I just didn't like it. I, I didn't like how uh, his commentary just – he's very ignorant to the sport. Like, he's very ignorant to the sport and to the people in the sport. And that's fine, but don't don't put him as a commentator. I bet Keith loved Snoop Dogg as a commentator. <laughs> Who, Keith Jardine? Yeah, yeah Keith Jardine. <laughs> I, I didn't, and I'm a Snoop fan. I just did not in that, and not in that realm. I was not a Snoop fan at that point in commentating. I don't think the couple of times I watched the first season of the, uh, I might have flipped it on there briefly, mm-hmm. but no, I didn't really pay attention to it. That's why I did. I was, I was watching Felder. I was appreciating Felder's commentary and had developed him developing his his skills in that. Was world. it Felder? I thought Uriah was working with Snoop. But Felder was uh, doing the uh, original commentary or the real commentary in the with some other dude. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was watching too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not trying to listen to Snoop. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, I'll listen to Snoop rap, but yeah. well, not not these days. I'll go back and listen to the old Snoop rap, but not commentate on fights. But back to the cannabis cup. Yeah. So you got to see Nas. I got to see Nas. I got fucking dabbed out by the dabbing granny. Who's that? She's Betty this, White? No, she's this lady on Instagram. And I'm sure you've probably seen her, like a video of her or something floating around Facebook. You just didn't realize who she was. The, the She does like these crazy videos where she's uh, she'll do like uh, strikeouts, but she does like huge dabs takes like a bong rip and smokes a bowl or something all together. But like, it's like a fucking huge fat dab and they call her dabbing granny. And she became like an Instagram celebrity. She was there serving up dabs. So you're waiting in line for a really long time because she's doing like small, medium or large. And these large dabs are fucking huge. Well, she had given everybody else the option I just walked up. She asked me my name. Or I said hi. She asked me, excuse me, my name. And then she grabbed this huge fucking dab. And um, 
So like I'm taking it and I'm I'm doing fine. I'm going. Glob it up on you. Well, she glob me up good, but like I w- I was doing fine. And she threw the carb cap on there, and like I'm I'm roasting it nice and slow, so my lungs fill up, but I don't fill up real quick and die. And start choking, and so like she clears, she takes the carb cap off and clears. I clear it, and I blew out this huge hit. And I went back to get more or get the rest of it and clear it out. And she dropped the carb cap back on it. it was a it was a fucking e nail, so it's just constantly hot, mm-hmm. and it's just burning like a motherfucker. Well, I was in the middle of like trying to clear it, like when you would cl- try to clear the chamber on your um on your bong, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. same principle when you pull the carb cap off as when you pull out the bowl. Mm-hmm. And then if you put the bowl back in, it's going to burn it more. It the vacuum. Yeah. Well, I was in the middle of clearing, so my lungs, I was hitting really hard when she dropped the carb cap back on. So that kind of fucked me up, but I had to just keep going because we, this is where we live now. Yeah. And and I was like kind of trying. I was flirting with this girl that was working at the booth because she liked my coheed hoodie. So I was kind of trying to show off for her a little. I think. Oh, it didn't work out too well. It it didn't work out too well for me. Yeah, (laughs) I had to go sit down. We had me and Tony both got fucked up by Dab and Granny. We both had to go like sit down for a minute and take a little time out from the game. (laughs) It was it was rough. But Dab and Granny was probably also my fucking, I don't know, 20th, 30th dab of the day. Who knows? Nice. It was a long day. A long fucking oh, yeah. day. Wow, that sounds taxing, especially smoking that much all day. Yeah, man. Someone's got to do it, right? Joints. That fucking two and a half gram backwood I sent you a picture of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a fan of blunts, but yeah, people I, are smoking uh, backwards now. Look, I I generally am not a fan of blunts either, but I was going to see Nas. It was a twenty five dollar two and a half gram blunt. I was like, man, fuck it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we, I bought it. We smoked it during Nas. It was really like the, it was called Milk and Cookies, and that shit tasted like fucking like cookies and cream. It was real smooth and sweet. It was crazy. I got super uh, baked. Yeah, that, that should look pretty nice. Yeah, it was. The it was pre-roll. Nice. Yep, nice little pre-roll. But that's just it. You, dude, you can buy anything, man. I bought a couple of different. I just I didn't buy much. I just bought a little bit of weed and some gummies. But you know, everybody has shit for sale. You just, stars of death. You just walk around. You, there's, I think there were some stars of death. No, I didn't get any. I got uh, their hundred. They're fifty-two to a pack, so hundred milligrams total, but fifty milligram each. Little little gummies. They reduced the percentage, right? They had to. I don't know. I saw well, some, that was Cali, so I don't know about. I saw I plenty of shit that was like three hundred milligram and four hundred. All right, never mind that. <laughs> so I, I don't know, dog. Some people are getting fucked up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to eat those 100 milligrams soon. I just don't know when. Day I got nothing to fucking do. Well, bam. That Nas was badass. Got a second time to see him ever, so that was cool. 
It was a good fucking weekend. Does he do a lot of his old stuff or what? Yeah. Yeah, he only did uh He only did like a couple of tracks off of his newest album, Off Nasir. But it was all mostly old shit. Uh Illmatic, Stillmatic. Um It was written. Nostradamus, shit like that. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I mean he played If I Ruled the World, One Mic. I don't think he played One Love. Played Represent. Um There's a couple other ones off Illmatic he played that I can't Oh, New York State of Mind. It's a good set. He played for a little over an hour. Awesome. Yeah. I was okay. cool. I was cool with it. For forty bucks and I was high as balls. Yeah. Yes, sir. Fuck yeah, I love me some Nas. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. We say we get yeah. into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. UFC 228. Jesus. That was a pretty yeah. goddamn good card, man. Yeah. A, Especially a the lot main of card. A lot of finishes. Yeah, a lot of fi- And good finishes. Some exciting they submissions. Might... Yeah. Some good knockouts. Very uh, good knockouts. Great some... knockouts, yeah. Uh, there was some uh, some contenders coming up. Oh. Some young contenders. Yeah, some guys put some stamps on some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, goddamn uh, co-main event it... didn't take place, which... Oh, yeah. I guess we could talk about that first, then. I mean, I, we don't have to. We can, we can start off with the main event, obviously, <laughs> but... It's got it's got to be addressed eventually. Yeah. I dude, this that that whole situation is just fucked. And Valentina Shevchenko called it. Yeah, I listened to both of their interviews today on uh, Luke Thomas. He's back from vacation. Okay. Yeah. So what, you want to talk about it then? I mean, yeah, we might as well. We're already here. Let's go ahead and get there. Yeah, uh, so uh, Montano uh, started feeling sick Friday morning, she said. And uh, they sent her to the doctor, and the do- uh, her kidneys had stopped or something like that. So kidneys they were pulled shut, her-, her kidneys were shutting down. Yeah, so they pulled her from the card, because which Valentina had called. Yeah, so... Montano says that did you have that she took this fight kind of knowing that she wasn't going to make weight because she wasn't ready, but that she took it because if she didn't take it, she knows she was going to get stripped. So she said, if I'm going to get stripped, then I might as well try to make the weight. So she says she tried to make the weight knowing that she was already too heavy because they bullied her into taking the fight. Uh, Where? Which it's just, there's two different stories. And, um, yeah, there's two different stories. There's hers and Shevchenko's. And Shevchenko's differs in saying that uh, she she wanted it in July. And that, that um, Montano said no right away because she was too heavy coming off of uh, the ultimate fight or whatever injury she had from there. And then she had nasal surgery. So she said no to that. 
So then Valentina pretty much said, all right, pick the date. And it was September that was given to her. So Valentina accepted. And that's what was supposed to happen. And she pulled out. Valentina said she's gotten ready like three times for this fight. It might be only two. Not even two. She might. It might be only once, but it might be twice that it might have been offered her or tried to have been discussed to this previously. Yeah, I do believe that because I think Valentina's fought mm-hmm. two times in the division. I just think Montano's been delaying it as much as she could and in fear of getting... Well, Getting fucking fear. worked. Let's just yeah. let, let's cut the bullshit. She was. She seems like a, she's afraid of getting worked. Rightfully so. Valentina Shevchenko is a dangerous, dangerous woman. Yeah, she's a kickboxer with good jujitsu and good takedown defense. And Montano is not a specialist in anywhere. Like, nope. It was. It wasn't going to be a good night for Montano. And Valentina's got subs, and she. She's not. She, yeah. It would. It was not going to be a good night for her at all. It was going to be a terrible night. Yeah, this was for Montano. Is probably the best course of action if she can build her way back up somehow. But she Jermaine Durand made it. Yeah, exactly. Except Valentina was not on steroids that we know. Of. Right, she's just a beast. At least, at least now, finally, Valentina will get to fight somebody for the title. Jaira Eubanks, the girl that was supposed to fight Montano for the belt at the Ultimate Fighter but had to pull up because of weight issues, so they throw on Roxanne Montefiore. Maybe she gets the next title shot. Maybe Joanna, they're discussing Joanna moving up to 125 to challenge uh, Valentina. Yeah, I saw that batted around too. Why not throw Roxanne back in? Hey, Roxanne gets another title shot. Roxanne versus fucking no. Valentina. No, I don't want to see that, dude. Roxanne will get murdered. Yeah. I like Roxanne Montefiore. I don't want that for her. She'll just get pieced up. Yeah. Yep, so that fight didn't happen. But this fight happened. Yes. The main event. And still, your welterweight champion via Darce Choke, Tyron. The chosen Boy, one. Boy, was I be. wrong in picking, but... I picked the wrong winner, but I, I exactly what I was scared of happened. The fucking right hand, because I don't think wrestling was an issue in this. It it became an, it became a factor once he clipped them, and then it got to the floor. But I don't think Woodley would have gotten it to the floor unless he would have clipped them. We saw his wrestling wasn't really working too much. He tried to trip him a couple times. He just wasn't getting the right angles on him. Uh, I th- I thought he did win the first round though because of the forward pressure and uh, the strikes landed on until I just think the wrestling became a factor once he clipped them and got him on the floor, but that's what I was scared of. I just thought Till would have been a lot more patient, would have gotten a lot more comfortable in his rhythm, but his rhythm has come forward and put pressure on people and Woodley figured him out before Darren could get comfortable. He got him good, man. Oh, yeah, he got, got him good, and then he beat him on the floor for quite a while. I mean, props to Darren yeah. Till. Darren yeah. Till took he, a lot of shots on the floor and, you know, never folded up mm-mm. until he just tried he to move darts. the wrong way, got yeah. caught up in a darts choke. And it wasn't even that deep of a darts. It's just Woodley's a strong-ass motherfucker. Got him something black just, belt out of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
which uh, was beautiful to see how much more excited he was for that black belt than uh, the UFC belt. Because, uh, well, it took him longer to get to the UFC belt because he's a black belt afterward. But uh, just, I guess, the treatment of the company towards him and how he's gotten the belt to how he's gotten the belt in the black and the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community is, I bet, hands over feet different. He, he's loved and respected in that community. And well, especially by Dean, Dean Thomas being the one mm-hmm. that gave it to him, who he's extremely yeah. close with. Mm-hmm. Did you see uh, Dana's face after while he was putting the belts on Tyron? No. He, he, he was not happy at all. Well, Woodley wasn't either, you know, but, the, like, Woodley knows what's They both know what's up. Dana doesn't want him there. Woodley knows he doesn't. That Dana doesn't want him there, but fuck it, you got to deal with it, Dana. You got to work with him. Yep. Especially now. Especially now. Yeah, he's a contender killer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to go any better for Kobe. This was his. This was his biggest threat in the division, and he just he knocked it out in the second round. Wait, why is it saying second? It. Was the second? Okay, he it choked well, him out the, the second round. Day. No, they went to the second round. Yeah, uh, Colby's not going to do anything. Usman, I don't think I don't think he'll be able. To, I don't think he'll be able to do anything against Woodley either. I, I thought, I thought the gorilla maybe just because of the size advantage and the striking, he would be able to stuff the takedown and land some shots, but. Woodley wasn't having none of that. So, Woodley, I apologize for downing you. I never hated on him. No, you didn't. Yeah. I I just thought Woodley was going to, I just thought Tilla was going to win. I I mean, I can't celebrate picking him. I was just like, I just had a feeling, but I wouldn't have been, I would have been more happy if Darren Till would have won. I would have been more happy being wrong. I don't know what's. I mean, you got to think Kobe Covington's next for Woodley, oh, unless man. unless he moves up to one eighty five. <laughs> I hope that's next for Kobe Covington. I hope so too. He needs that. He needs that humbling. It's one fight I would love to be able to cheer for Tyron Woodley for. <laughs> I think everyone's gonna be cheering for him. <clears throat> not Donald Trump. Yeah, not Donald Trump. But. Sp- Speaking of uh, people and dominations and murderers and Jesus Christ, dude, Jessica and Draj is nasty. Yeah, dude. Like, she's not threatened by anybody's power, really, because she's been hit by 135 pounders. Mm-hmm. She knows how hard, if, what it feels like to get hit by that. She was coming in like a more calculated Vandalay, dude. Not as wild. Yeah, not as wild, but a lot from the shoulders. Yep. A lot mm-hmm. of. A lot from, she was gunslinging. Yeah, ah, man. From the hips. And, and just dude, bullying. And she's got some lats, dude. And she's yeah, dude, shoulders. she's jacked. She's huge. Yeah. None of the girls are like this. No. None of the girls in that division are like this. No. You want to figure it out with keeping the distance on her and mm-hmm. making making her miss. But far too many people try to stand in there with her. Carolina made that mistake. Well, uh, Andras came forward right away. She constantly started. Yeah, she just came forward and she did not stop for a second there. 
Carolina was landing some nice chats. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe she's gonna find start finding your rhythm and get into the fight. Nope. And then I was like, eh, I'm gonna. She, yeah, those are some good shots. But look at this. I mean, right before she got knocked out, she landed. A, Carolina landed a jab, mm-hmm. and then two punches later, she was dead. Yeah, and we don't see girls knock each other out like that. Not one punch style. You don't especially. Nope. Who? Yeah, it was pretty bad. I felt bad for Carolina. It was nasty, man. It was nasty. This sets up a title uh, opportunity for Andrade, I think. I don't think there's any other course of action but to give her to Rose or give give her the opportunity to fight for the title. You get Rose to fight. Yeah. She's supposedly still pretty shook up from the Conor incident. Yeah, she's shell-shocked. I don't know, but I, I agree. She's she is the contender. It's... Uh, yeah, I don't see any other fight for her. No. No. No, you got to give Andrade another title shot. She's earned it. Mm-hmm. Especially now that Ioana's not the queen anymore. What? What? You keep saying that. I mean, if I say her name three times, will she appear? Because I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, Zabit Magomed Sharapov is every bit of the fucking savage animal that we've said he is. Yeah. There are other people in the MMA community that are writers that did not believe in the savage animal that Zabit is. Dude, man, I've been. I've been singing this guy's praises since I saw him in the UFC. He caught my attention in his first fight, and then in the second fight after that, I've I've been singing to beat, to beat, to beat, and that's maybe only like two fights ago. But this kid is a killer in every aspect of the game. Constant, nonstop pressure. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go to the floor? All right, I'll try to submit you. Or I'll just stuff your takedown. And we're going to be in the striking department, forward, forward pressure. Here's some crazy kicks. Here's some random stuff you've never seen. There's a couple combos. He's just creative. I'm going to do this crazy trip where I go one way, and then I sweep your leg out from under you, and then I ground and pound the shit out of you. Oh, here's a banana split fucking knee bar. See, Daniel knew. If you listen, you hear Cormier say he's got him in the banana split. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a fucking wrestling move, except for he knee-barred it. You can't torque the knee in the banana split in high school, obviously, but yeah, it's an extremely painful pinning combination to get put in. I watched a guy yeah. in so much pain, he elbowed his opponent in the face. I forget what it's called. It's something stretched to actual submission because, I don't know, It's the knee-bar, I guess, would be when you're on your back and you get him. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, the, the, this one's called something. The something stretched the. I'm not even gonna try to attempt to attempt to. I, I heard it twice today because it it was called something the, else, but we saw it twice. It's the banana split, guys. Yeah, it's the banana split. But uh, twice. Yeah, we awesome. seen it twice in one card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We saw it once finished from the side with uh, Aljamain Sterling, which we'll get to in a couple of fights. But this this was like full banana split position finishing. And it, it took him around to kind of get adjusted to the 
to Brandon Davis, but it was a new opponent on what? Five days weeks? notice. Five days, even less. Okay, I way, think way less. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It was real short. Yeah, it was ballsy on um, Brandon Davis part, but yeah. Zabit calls out uh, Chad Mendez. I still want to see him versus Yair, but Yair's going to take a beating in that. But I want I want to see Zabit climb. Like I I like seeing guys climb up the ladder. And Chad Mendez is a fight to get him up the ladder. Yeah, but a little bit too quick and uh, for my liking. I want to uh, let's get this guy a little bit more money. Let's get this guy a little bit more people people to watch him. People see, see that name and they don't want they don't want to see him fight. But if they if they see him fight, they they're not going to give a shit about his name. Yeah, but putting him up against Chad Mendez is a chance for both because Chad draws people in, especially to be what man Mendez, you know. Yeah, but I think it's Chad's number four. Zabit's like twelve or fifteen. He's 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 super high up there. Uh, let's take Yair's number away. Yair's uh, eight, I think. I think that's a st- that's a good enough jump. I don't think Chad's going to take that fight, even if they offered it to him, too. No, because Chad don't want that beating that he could potentially take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's big things in the future for, for Zabit. Uh, Jimmy Rivera gets the decision, went over John Dotson. I believe it was unanimous. Yeah. Unanimous decision. Two thirty twenty sevens and a twenty thirty twenty eight, something like that. Yeah, not too exciting of a fight. It was John Dotson beat John Dotson, just being super elusive, but wound up losing anyway. Got outstruck. Um, I I was interested in seeing how uh, Rivera was gonna. Bounce back after, yeah, bounce back after that. I had Dotson winning. I didn't think Rivera was gonna bounce back. I didn't think did. so. It was it was pretty close. I mean, I I didn't think Jimmy Rivera was gonna look like this. Mm-hmm. He was throwing some power. He had great speed. He looked like the that that loss didn't really phase him. No. Hopefully, it didn't. Maybe he just well no. If, I was going to say maybe he just got caught, but no, against Marias, you just don't get just caught. No. That guy has power, accuracy, good striking. We timed that shit. Yeah. But I'm uh, I'm happy to see Jimmy Rivera get the win and get back in the win column. Maybe Dotson drops back down to 125. Mighty Mouse isn't king. Maybe. I mean, it, it would make sense for him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, opening fight of the main card, Abdul Razak Alassan knocks out Nico Price cold. Yeah. Good night, Mr. Price. You know, I was rooting for Price, man. I've been, we've been keeping track of Price for a while now. He's been on the card a lot. He's fought, what, four times in the last year? And... um. Al Hassan just does not like being in the octagon long. No, no, not at all. He's he got just sh- wants to get the fuck out of there. He's got shit to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. His this one was around 
one TKO, the one before that, round one TKO, before that, round one TKO. And the first go to split decision. Yeah, the well the first first round TKO was the controversial one. The second one he flatlined him much yeah. the same to the that that he did here. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful when you're playing that game with <laughs> with Al Hassan. Yeah, he's got some power and some good striking, man. Definitely. Oh, oh man, Tatiana Suarez just domination. Are we allowed to talk about this fight? Just just, just because of how vicious she kicked the shit out of fucking poor Carla. <laughs> Dude, I felt sorry for Carla, man. Yeah, man, this was bad. And um, I'm just going to piggyback off of Brendan Schaub, but Tatiana Suarez is probably going to be the most dominant champion we're going to see in the upcoming future for a while. If these And I'm going to add, here's my take on it. If these girls do not get their shit together, her wrestling is far and beyond whatever these girls are bringing to the table in the wrestling department. No. She's taking a shit all over their pedigree. She's like, yeah, whatever. Fuck your fucking whatever pedigree. Carla Sparza was a, the first champion of the division, and she was the wrestler. She was known as the wrestling girl. Tatiana Suarez said, yeah, that's nice. Watch this. And she... She just beat the shit out of her, controlled her. She was landing strikes from the right, and then uh, Carla would cover up, and she would adjust and move to the left, land strikes on the left. Carla would adjust and then just move back, just pressuring on the floor, just giving her no space to breathe. It was scary. It was fucking scary. I can tell you one MMA fighter who possibly in a few years could, maybe maybe within a couple of years, be able to to, to give... Tatiana Suarez a good match when it comes to the wrestling and possibly negate it is Helen uh, Helen Mar- Marulis, mm-hmm. the uh, gold medalist who's I think is signed to one FC going to be making her wrestler. Yeah, yeah, she was Dude. a gold she was a gold medalist uh, wrestler a few years ago. In the last, yeah, so the last it's, summer games. It's funny how history kind of repeats itself. So we had Hoist defeating everyone by armbar. Remember? Yep. And then people started figuring stuff out, and wrestling started dominating a little bit more. And then, you know, you have your spurts of striking coming in, new techniques that are, that are being adapted. And then you have your strikers that know how to stop the, the, the wrestling, but you have your specialists that don't get stopped. And Ronda was one of them. We saw what happened when the, when the girls did not know what the hell was going on in judo and how to stop perfect arm bars. And right now we're seeing it with Tatiana Suarez and her wrestling. She's climbing up the ladder crazy fast. Oh, Tatiana Suarez would have been champion. Well, I mean, she would have been champion uh, without the the uh, thyroid cancer, but mm-hmm. yeah. um, she she would have also been uh, been maybe a gold medalist herself. At least at least a medalist in women's wrestling. Yeah, like we're saying, this card is ridiculously good because of the prospects it has on it. So Till, yes, he lost. That guy's going to be champion. To me, he's going to be champion at one eighty-five. At, at one eighty-five, yeah. It, it, I just think the weight cut does not benefit him at all. Like I know it wasn't a weight cut issue, but when you're not rehydrated, 
you are going to take a punch a lot a lot worse than you would have if you're a hundred percent. Right. So I think till till we're we're still going to see exciting fights out of him, and we're still going to see him become champion at one point. Zabit, super young. Uh, Rivera, I don't think he's that old. I might be mistaken. Al Hassan, early thirties, I think. Okay, Al Hassan's pretty Maybe young, twenties. Yeah, Tatiana, super young. Like we have really, really young talent on this card, and they're Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, Aljamain Cody, Sterling. Cody Stamen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stamen lost, but he's he was on a, a tear, beating some pretty high name prospects. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll oh yeah, be back, absolutely dude. It's, it's, back it's, it's after his after his knee gets fixed. Oh yeah. Ugh. Ugh. But yeah, no Tatiana Suarez. I wonder who they're going to give her next because it's going to be interesting. Because I think one more. Depending on who it is, and I, I heard it should be Carlos Barza. I, I like that matchup. She just fought Carlos Barza. I mean, sorry, uh, Claudia Gadella. Like that. That I think that that's a that good, would be left. That is a good matchup, especially if you're going to give Andrade the title shot. Yeah, I think that's the only course of action. Andrade's title shot. This girl, Claudia Gadella, and um, yeah, Tatiana Suarez is scary. Oh, sorry, I was uh, yawning. 100, 136 strikes to 12. Yeah, bro, that that was a fucking mauling. Second day, dude. So I went to the cup, right? But then the next morning was my first day starting day shift. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got back fairly early. Like, I got back. Uh, we got back a little after 11, 1130. I was in bed before midnight. But... I was in such a fucking weed coma. Ugh. It was a nightmare. So I'm still... Adjusting my body clock and um, trying to recover from that. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I bet, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Dab city. Dab city, yeah, exactly. The aforementioned Aljamain Sterling... Picks up the submission win over Cody Stamen, the first knee bar of the evening. Yeah. Uh, tore up Stamen's knee pretty bad. Yes, he did. Yes, he uh, did. Stamen was putting up a good fight. It was a good back and forth fight. I, I thought Sterling was getting the better of the striking. He is the longer, uh, the longer of the two. Um, once it hit the floor, he worked his way to mount. I think it was the second round. He worked his way to mount. It might have been third. Nope, second round. Uh, he worked his way to mount and then got the back and body triangled him. Stamen tried to shake him off, kind of. And uh, Aljomain, uh, he first he hooked the knee to stop from getting sh- shook off. And then he attacked the left leg. And by attack, I meant he... He grabbed behind the ankle and pulled it forward and stretched out the knee. Rolled to his side and stretched the fuck out of that shit. Yeah, I forget what exactly it's called. Some kind of stretch. Some got your knee, bitch. That's what you call it. Yeah, though. You can't walk for a while, bitch. Have fun at therapy. Yeah. Fucking rehab. (laughs) But uh, beautiful submission by Aljo, man. Gorgeous. 
gorgeous. And the first one of the night, so it really, when the second one popped off, it was like, holy mm-hmm. fuck. I wonder if they were competing with each other. Like, hey, if I land something, you got to land it too. They're playing horse. Lizzie B was probably just like, oh, you think you just won submission of the night? Right? What? Who? Right? I wonder who got it. I don't know. <clears throat> probably Woodley. Oh, with that Darcy. Yeah. Winning the championship and all. And getting a black belt. Getting to black belt. Shutting up the boss. Yeah, right. Uh, Jeff Neal picks up the KO over Frank Camacho. What you got? I really like uh, Jeff Neal. I think I had Camacho win. No, I actually got I got booted, so I didn't get to give a pick. I probably would have picked Camacho and I would have been wrong. Jeff Neal landing some very precise, very crisp strikes. Camacho not letting up with the pressure, even though he was eating everything. Like, he was getting caught with everything and heavy, and he's and he just kept coming forward, kept coming forward. He was the stiffer of the two in the striking department. I think he was just relying on his toughness, and, you, and Jeff Neal was... He even set it up a couple times. He he landed the head kick a couple times, the one that eventually put Frank Camacho to to sleep. Uh, yeah. Left kick cemetery. <laughs> he took he took a page out of Crow Cop's book and put him in the fucking put him to bed. Uh, but yeah, no, he had, he had touched them a couple times with it where Frank had blocked it, and then once he found it, uh, once he found its home, he he snuck it right in there on Camacho. Well, he didn't even sneak it in there. Camacho was like I said, he was coming forward the whole time. Absorbing strikes, absorbing strikes. So he just found its place and boom. Good douche. Flatlined Frank. Uh, I thought he died. For, I, th- I think he did for like at least five seconds. I think he was dead. And then his soul came back into his body. Well, but, was, uh, there was a few souls that left their bodies. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, but beautiful strikes though on uh on Neil's part, man. I'm going to keep an eye on that guy. I saw Nico Price's soul leave his body. Mm, I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw Carolina Kovacavitz's soul leave hers as well. Ooh, scary. Scary power. Yeah, we got to keep an eye on Jeff Neal for sure. Man, I went... Uh, 0 for 2 in both of the guys that I said need to hang it up and stop fighting. Because Diego Sanchez. I think you skip him, bro. Well, I'm just going by the order they have it on the fucking, on this thing. I know. I know. I got Miller and White next. I know what's wrong, but. Okay. Or not Miller and White, but. Miller, but yeah, they had him. They have him switched for some reason, and I'm just going with it. Diego Sanchez picks up the decision win over Craig White. Craig White making the mistake of kissing Diego Sanchez at the weigh-in <laughs> and reigniting some weird fire that Diego Sanchez had burning somewhere. Uh, Craig White uh, needs to work on a skill set. Um, 
and not kissing people. Yeah, and not not kissing people. Um, I don't I don't know what he thought he was doing with that, but he I think he had the better of the striking. Uh, but Diego definitely could wrestle him and take him down and control him at will. Oh, and absolutely. Then, and then Craig just kind of became complacent at that point. No submissions, no foot on the hips, no. It was just a bunch of nothing. Like um, how many? Sub- he had one submission attempt the whole fight. Out of being on the floor for like twelve minutes, yeah, there was there was there was nothing from him. Like I I don't know if he was wanting the ref to stand him up so maybe he could uh, get some strikes landed on Diego. But Diego was working. Diego was working a hundred percent, shooting off strikes, um, using his hip pressure to try to pass guard. The only thing that Craig White was doing was just putting him back in guard, right? Like, trying to keep him in guard getting past and then putting him back in guard that was it there was nothing else cuz they were they, they were on the floor most of the time i don't know i don't know what the hell Craig's white game plan was i don't either but he took a beating for it yeah he took a beating for it now everything will be right with the world jim miller picks up the submission win over alex white jimmy looked good yeah. I forgot Jimmy had Lyme disease. Oh, shit. I think I heard about that, but I forgot about that, too. Yeah, it was in the, the uh, he talked about it during the post-fight interview, too. Okay. Going all, well, the way, all the way back to, like, 2013 or something like that. Well, Jim, that fucking sucks. Why don't you retire? <laughs> Lyme disease is horrible. Dude. Especially if you're trying to fight and be healthy all the time and taking a beating. He said it's the best he's felt in years. Oh, shit. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, go watch yeah. the, go back and watch the the fight again, so you can at least check out the post fight interview. Mm-hmm. He cries a little. It was an emotional moment. It was good for Jimmy. Much needed win. I love Jimmy. Yeah, it was hard. A tough son of a bitch. It was hard to pick against him. He's a tough son of a bitch. I'm glad to be wrong. Uh, Irene Aldana picked up the fight of the night win, decision win over Lucy Putalova. Finally, a decision gets thrown Aldana's way. I, I thought it was a deserved win. It was a very close fight. I thought it was very, very close. I just thought Aldana landed more shots and the better of the shots, even if there was not that many of them, because, dude, they were back and forth. These girls were back and forth. Yeah, she she's got the slight nudge um, in both total and significant. Uh, 121 to 110 in total and 119 to 105. Insignificant close fight. I had, uh, I thought Pudalova was, I thought she won the, was winning the first round. Um, putting a lot more pressure, landing some pretty good shots, some big shots, but then uh, Aldana righted the ship. Yeah, I, I, Aldana was just able to fight off her back foot and coming forward as well, while right. Lava was coming forward very well, but not taking the uh, not using her footwork defensively as well as she should have to avoid some shots, to avoid some situations she was stepping into. Yeah, it was just constant uh, forward pressure. Yeah, but that's her style. Yeah, can't knock it. And Aldana was figuring out the counter strikes mm-hmm. for it, and yeah, they're both very, very. Good strikers. A good fight. Yeah. A fun fight. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. 
Uh, it was a good win for Aldana. She she needed that win. She definitely needed that win. Uh, Jared Brooks picks up the decision win over Roberto Sanchez. For a guy taking a fight on extremely short notice, Jared Brooks looked really good. Yeah. Yep. Two takedowns. He he got outstruck, but you know that's not always uh, the tail of the. No, the, the, the tail of the fight. Yeah. 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 Uh, Roberto got controlled a lot more. Take taken down one one more time. It just. Um, yeah, no. Jared Brooks looked good. I heard he puked a bunch after the fight, to where the point where he passed out, or was that before? I don't know. I didn't. I read hear about that. that. It's, it's yeah. possible he probably puked from exhaustion. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it was afterward. He puked uh, a, a bunch, and he, uh, he was knocking out from the head. He wasn't, he wasn't really in fight shape. He just happened to be in shape to mm-hmm. fight. Didn't we, and I say we because now I'm part of Average Joe's, didn't we interview some guy that puked in the in the ring one time local in the local show? Well, we didn't. Uh, somebody else did. Yeah, but it's on average Joe's, right? Yeah, uh, it was not an average Joe's fucking sanctioned interview. It was just one Joe got a wild hair across his ass yeah. because Deadspin fucking posted this article about this kid puking in the ring from Muskegon, so we should interview him. Dude, when I saw that, and then like a couple weeks later, you guys uh, broke shit off. I'm like, man, I'm like, Dave. Let shit get to his head way too fast. Dude, I shared that article as a joke. Well, because I knew the kid and we, mm-hmm. we like his dad's a local tattoo artist and shit. Yeah. But I didn't share it like, oh, hey, we should blow this up so we can get this kid on to talk about how he puked. And then you, it was. Hey, you, you want to talk to me about the, the time I puked, Jeff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, next week I'm going to interview my nephew about puking on the field a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> In between plays. <laughs> oh, my God. Dave is so stupid. Dude. And then, like, the way that whole thing went down, it was like he messaged me and Ryan. He was like, oh, hey, I got uh, I got so-and-so coming on at, like, to do an interview at like three o'clock knowing damn well that both of us had to work. I never, I never listened to that interview. I'll be fucking straight up and honest. I never, Uh, ever listened uh, to that interview. I did. It was bad. Was it bad? It was about a guy puking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think he lost the fight too. I'm pretty sure he did. I think he lost the fight. I was laughing because I'm like, so dude lost the fight. <laughs> and you're talking to him because he puked in the cage? I'm like, what's going on here? Well. Like this, I'm like, this isn't going to get you anywhere, Dave. I'm sorry, but like. Yeah, man, that's the effect of when shit goes to your head and you think everything you think is a great idea. Oh, it was so dumb. It was, it was stupid. So dumb. I was so mad that he did that interview. That was, was like, <laughs> that was one of the fucking, like, one of the beginnings of the, the things that was like one of the beginning of the ends. 
what I seriously thought, like a couple of weeks after when you, when you guys were done, I'm like, this guy got it got to his head, and he interviewed one guy that puked in the ring, and he thinks he's got the scoop on all these fucking local fighters or something. He's gonna start his own show. Yep. Yep. He got dead. Uh, he got a kid that was in Deadspin for puking. God damn it! Cool fucking interview. <laughs> Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, the best. we've done we've done three, well four. We did. We'll say we've done we've done five. We'll say five interviews. Is mm-hmm. Eric? I mean, ex- excluding like the the uh, fucking shows where we had you on before you were on, and and like Kyle and so I mean, but like and and Blake and shit like that shit. But like interviews of people that are are like. In me, MMA people, yeah, MMA yeah. people. Eric, Heather from uh, that's involved with Submission Underground and the FCFF, I think, or whatever they're. Uh, Bobby Wambacher, and the referee, the, uh, referee, smiling Sam fucking Elby, and Jesse, the kid that puked in the ring in Muskegon. Which one doesn't fit? (laughs) Which one of these things is not like the other? What one of these things doesn't belong? Uh, And it was a it was a one on one interview, right? They're all sitting next to each other. Only it was only Dave, and it was a one on one interview. Yeah, they're in the same room. Yeah, I remember. Fucking sweet. I remember. Anyway, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Let's get into some news and get out of here. It was, we skipped one, bro. What one did we skip? Charles Bird, Darren Stewart. Who? You didn't you didn't see that one? Charles Bird versus Darren Stewart, the dentist. The dentist. Oh yeah, we did skip that one. You're right. No, and it was a good fight too, man. Um, You're right. I skipped it. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, I was trying to get to it earlier when you when you skip by it. I'm like, I think we skipped one. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about Diego Sanchez and Jim Miller because it was flip flopped. My bad. You should have said you should have said what fight you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm high. No, <laughs> it was it was a good fight, man. It was, it was a, a great good fight. fight. Yeah, um, every, I think the commentators thought uh, Stewart was going to win right off the bat. Charles Bird uh, put it on him. He was trying to take him down. He was uh, landing some good strikes off of the takedown attempts, landing some good combos, not letting Stewart get comfortable in the striking at all. And then, it, dude, I even thought I thought Stewart was going to get stopped at one point. I thought it was over. He he actually kind of just covered up a little bit and just looked down and it just was absorbing strikes at one point. And it looked like Bird was going to take it. And then kind of out of nowhere... Stewart lands in a short little elbow over the top, and they might have just clipped Bird on the temple or something, but it dazed him. And Stewart kind of, uh, he bit on that. He's like, fuck it, I got him. He landed like one or two more elbows after some shots and uh, took out Bird. It was an uh, awesome fight. Yeah, Bird had a great performance. Right until yeah. the point where Darren Stewart finished him. Yep, nice, nice over the top elbow. Yeah, 59 total strikes to 28. For Bird, thirty-eight strikes, significant strikes to twenty-four. He was, and he they were landing very clean. He was putting yeah. together some combos, threatening with some takedowns. I think the threat of the takedown on Bird's part was keeping Stewart's uh, 
arms at bay. He wasn't, like, I mean, like, he wasn't, he wasn't able to uh, shoot off as many punches as he wanted until he landed that, uh, that short little elbow that caught, that caught Bird. It was, overall, it was a really good night of fights. Mm-hmm. Really good night. It was one of the highlights of the weekend for me. Sure wasn't my Detroit Lions yesterday. Anyway, uh, Fabricio Berdoom suspended for two years by USADA for failed drug tests. Oh, no, Berdoom. Yeah. How old is he, 41? 41. Tested positive for Trembolone and its metabolite, Epitrembolone, in an out-of-competition test on the 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got pulled from facing. He was supposed to face uh, Alexei Olenek. Okay. Who's now yeah, going he... to fight Mike Mark Hunt? Okay, so Hunt stepped in for that one. Okay, Which is this uh, this weekend, I believe, right? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, it's this weekend. You're right. I think this is the second time. For Doom has been caught for something. I think the first time being out of the USADA era. So I think this is going to be his first time in the USADA era and he's got the two year suspension. But uh, shame, shame, shame for Doom. <sighs> no is boy, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, it's I mean, essentially, it's, it's over. Yeah. He. Should have been fighting these two years, but now he's got to sit him out. Got to sit him out. Yep. Could have been a title contender again. You blew it, boy. You really blew it. Uh, Michael Chiesa files lawsuit against Conor McGregor and others for Brooklyn bus attack. Uh, Kiss has filed a lawsuit against McGregor, McGregor Sports and Entertainment, Barclays Center, McGregor's cohorts, and others Monday in New York State Supreme Court, Kings County, per the complaint obtained by MMA Fighting. TMZ was the first to report the news. Uh, among the claims made in the suit are negligence, negligent, uh, neg- negligent infliction, there we go, of emotional distress, assault, and battery. Um, the most I'm willing to be okay with is if Connor pays the win, well, the, the show money, the win money. And I guess, I guess to be fair, the potential bonus money. That's, uh, That's if, if it's more, if it's more than that, you're a piece of shit, Jessa. Maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe like 5000 more or something for pain and suffering. But not much more, all right? Not much more. Uh, the person that should be getting money, Ray Borg. Yeah. he's not. Uh, Connor should just write him a check. Connor should be like, look, you're not suing me, but I know you're going through this with your kid. And... I think you deserve it. Here you go. Here's a check. Sorry for being a fucking idiot. Boom. 
And I think it, it should be a hefty check just out of the kindness out of McGregor's heart. He just had a kid. He knows what it's like to have a kid and want to be able to pay for your ki- your kid's future and your kid's life and stuff. And for Ray, Ray Borg's kid to be going through what he's going through and troopering through it, they're definitely going to need money to pay for the surgeries and, and pay for that kid's uh, well-being. So Connor should do the right thing because he did fuck up that Borg fight. There's no dollar amount mentioned in the complaint, but uh, Murray, who's Michael Chiesa's lawyer, uh, Mm -hmm. writes that Chiesa demands judgment that exceeds the jurisdictional limits of all lower courts. So it's probably going to be pretty high. Uh, The complaint also alleges intentional infliction of emotional distress and negligent hiring, retention, and supervision states that Kiesa has been rendered sick, sore, lame, and disabled. He has experienced pain, suffering, and loss of enjoyment of life and will experience same in the future that he has been obliged to expend and will expend in the future sums of, for money, for medical aid and attention, as well as compensation for the economic loss that he has suffered, personal injuries, and lost opportunities. Oh, yeah. He's also suing because he said he lost the title shot. Uh, Here's his argument. Uh, Kiesa believes that he would have gotten a UFC title shot and the money that comes with it against Nurmagomedov at UFC 223 had he been able to compete. Nurmagomedov's opponent, Max Holloway, was unable to fight due to weight-cutting issues. And Nurmagomedov ended up fighting Ally Aquinta on the card. Kiesa was higher-ranked was a higher rank lightweight than Iaquinta and believes he would have been tapped. I have proof I was the highest ranked guy on the card. I would have stepped in to fight Habib at the drop of a dime. Hmm. I guess it's a little different then, right? Yeah. I mean, that's if, if Pettis would have still turned it down. Mm-hmm. Which he wanted a lot of money. Right. Which is, that's why he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we will keep you updated on that as we go along. Uh, Guido Caninetti versus Marlon Vera, official for UFC Argentina. Which will take place in Buenos Aires on November 17th. Argentina? Argentina. So far, it features Neil Magny versus uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio, Khalil Roundtree versus Johnny Walker, uh, Jared Cannonier and Alessio DeCirco, Guido Caninetti, Martin Vera, Cynthia Calvillo versus Polina Botello, or Botello, and uh, Michael Prezes versus Bartosz Verbinski. And lastly, it is official Chris Weidman versus Luke Rockhold, too, for UFC 230. Three years uh, since their fight took place at UFC 194. Okay. You you into this rematch? Hmm. Man, I'm not I'm not super stoked for it, but yeah. Man, I'm into it. 
I like uh, I like Weidman. I felt like he was winning that fight till he just did that stupid spin. Yeah. Um, fucking Rockhold lost me some money, so fuck that guy. Against <laughs> Wavisbin. Piece of shit. <laughs> so let's go, Weidman. I'm into it. It's my birthday, so. Yeah, it's just not. There's no title on the line this time. It's just no, but it's a title contender. Yeah, if Weidman, if either one of these guys win this fight, they're gonna be up there. Mm-hmm. Weidman would probably have to get past uh, Romero, Rockhold potentially too. But people wanted uh, Weidman at the title contention, but uh, he was even complaining about it. But he wasn't cleared. Right. Like, his hand was still not cleared. So I don't know what people were, like, complaining about. It's like they needed to make something happen, and they set the season up, and they need the Gaslam was available. And now Weidman's fine. But, you know, you how are you going to blame the UFC matchmaking or Gaslam for that? Like, it's not their fault. It's Weidman's uh, recovery system. Got a better one, bro. Do you, do you remember what what had happened with him? So like they they fucked up something in his hand where his part of his hand wasn't receiving blood anymore, so part of his hand was dying, and that's why he wasn't able to make a fist, and that's why he, like he was always having pains, was because part of the bu- blood was being cut off because they did something wrong when they did the hand surgery. So he had gotten it checked out a couple more times, and they found out that that part of his hand was... I should look this more up. That's fucking but, crazy. Yeah, so they went back in, and they, they fixed that shit up. Huh. No, I did not know that. I'm excited to see Chris in the cage. I'm always excited to see Chris fight, so... Yeah, he's been out for a while because of that. It has been a while. They didn't know what was up. And I can get his gripe, too, because he beat Gastelum. Yeah. But, like you said, you weren't ready to fight. You got to make the fight. So, here we are, face-to-face, a couple of silver spoons. Oh. That's all I got. I don't know if you got anything. Canelo Triple G, this weekend, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Uh... I say people should tune in as much as they want to hate on the fight because of what happened in the first one. I think it's the judges that overshadowed this fight. It's going to be a great boxing match, just like the first one was. If you go, just, I know it sounds stupid. Ignore the scorecards, right? That sounds like, fuck you, right? No, like if you ignore the scorecards because of that stupid bitch and because of the tie, and you go back and just watch to enjoy a beautiful display of boxing of two different styles, that's a fight that, that should be really appreciated that's overshadowed by horrible judging. And I think I think this is going to be a badass fight. And I think this one might even uh, produce a knockout of sorts, and we might get an actual decision. Well, like a decisive victor in this one, not a tie. So I'm excited for that. I know it hasn't been really hyped up as much as it should have because of the steroid tacos and because of the horrible judging in the first one. But it's going to be a good fight. I got to go with Canelo 
Viva México, cabrones. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this fight. Arriba, arriba, andale, andale. Triple G won the first one, right? Like, really? um, realistically? Yeah. Yeah, I'd take Triple yeah. G again. It's a close fight, but yeah. I, I, I don't... In no way can I give it to Canelo. I would say it's pretty close, but I, there's no way I could give it to Canelo and be like, he decisively won it. I, I gave more rounds to this guy. But to say that Canelo was running, I think, is a lie. I don't think what he was doing was running. If you go back and watch that fight, he evades punches, lands his punches, and gets out. I know Triple G comes forward and lands heavy shots. And you can't stand in front of them because if you do, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. It's called game planning and it's called boxing. Right. It's not called, hey, let's just fucking stand in front of each other and let's see who doesn't get knocked out. That's not the game. Right. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see what adjustments Canelo makes. Because I think, uh, I think Triple G is going to pretty much do the same thing. He's going to come forward, heavy pressure, heavy shots. Maybe he'll work the body more to slow down Canelo, to stop the movement, to stop the legs, to look for that knockout punch. But uh, we'll see who we'll see who makes the the more adjustments. And I think Canelo has more room to make adjustments than Triple G does. I think Canelo can adjust his game more because it's a little bit more versatile than Triple G's. But Triple G's been able to effectively implement his game plan more when they first fought so it's gonna be a beautiful fight i'm excited i'm gonna go fight my dad right now that's how excited i am don't fight your dad all right how's your mom yeah. how's your mom's uh leg and foot stuff doing? oh she's getting she's getting better she's uh she's not using the cane she's still limping around because it was pretty bruised and swollen uh she went to the doctor and i think they actually gave her x-rays because she hadn't been to the doctor here. Uh, she was. She went to the doctor in Mexico, and the doctor here was like, why the fuck haven't you come and seen me? She's like, you can't be all fucked up and not come and see me. She's like, oh, I haven't had a chance. And she's like, well, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, look, it seems like she's doing better, and I think the x-rays were just to see just to how sure. far along she's progressing. Yeah, just to make sure. My mom's like, look, if it were broken, I don't think I'd be walking around on it. She's. Just, it's just... I think she dislocated her toes, and like it was a pretty bad fall where it got bruised up pretty bad. So it's taking her, uh, it's taking her a while to recover. Well, but it, she's recovering though. That's the good thing. I'm glad to hear she's on the men, man. I forgot to ask you about that last week. Thanks, brother. I apologize. You're welcome. That's all I got. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm exhausted. I'm high as shit. I'm ready for bed. Still recovering from the weed. I am. I gotta take a shower. Weed go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, um never forget. Nine yeah. eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Never forget nine eleven. Uh real mm. quick. Uh where where were you, Jeff, when when it happened? I was in my uh first hour of my twelfth grade English class. We were watching Good Morning America. Like it was on. He, my my English teacher, he always had Good Morning America on every day, and uh, it was on. And then like the first tower got crashed into, and they they broke to it, and so we were watching it, and like 
like in shock and stuff, and then live on TV as it happened when the the second plane crashed in. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because my timeline, well, my personal timeline was kind of messed up with myself because as a kid, I was being walked to school by my mom, and like the time that they hit was different from the time that I was being walked to school, so it always tripped me out. But New York time and Chicago time are different, so it right. all makes sense. When you're older and you put everything together. But I was being, uh, I remember we were going into the alley to walk me to school. And my mom was like, oh, did you hear that uh, a plane hit the building in New York? And my mom was kind of scared because she, she thought, she's, she, she even said it. She's like, what would happen if, like, because we live not that far from um, the Sears Tower. She's like, what, what, what happens if they attack the Sears Tower? I'm like, why would they attack the Sears Tower, Mom? They attacked, they attacked the World Trade Center for a reason. But yeah, no, I was being taken to school, and then we got to school, and a lot of kids were they were being returned home, like they they on their way to school, they were, they were going back home, and they were calling in. How old they were, or what grade were you in? Like seventh, sixth, sixth grade. Okay, seventh, seventh grade. Okay, yeah, right around right around there though. Yeah, I think it was seventh. Yeah, it was seventh. Dude, that was the, uh, I mean. You know, I was I was 17 at the time, getting ready to turn 18. Uh, the beginning of my last year of high school. Uh, you know, just just already thinking about the the next step of life and becoming a man and going to college and all this shit, and then, boom. You know, everything changed. Yeah, and I mean that day. That's when. A lot of my friends made the decision that they were going to join the military. Um, many of them followed through. I had several fe- friends that uh, fought over in the Gulf War. You know, a couple of them, one got injured pretty bad. Another friend that, you know, he made a career out of being in the Marines, but made that he made that decision that day. Like, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm joining the Marines. All right, man. Damn. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was it was a it was a day that changed changed our lives. I mean, it changed a lot of lives, but the 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 lives that I saw it impact personally that day, you know, all of us, you know, the the, the guys in my my graduating class, all of us, like I said, preparing to be men and you know becoming men and becoming you know adults graduating high school the fear of that already and then this tragic event happens and yeah guys deciding right then and there hey i'm gonna go and i'm gonna you know if we're gonna go to war i'm gonna fight for my country obviously we you know right that instant we hadn't declared war and and everything like that but their mind was made up we knew we were going to war after that yeah the country knew oh for sure I mean, it took another year. Well, we 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 yeah, went in, yeah, we exactly, we, we went into right now. we went into Afghanistan and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, within a year, we declared yeah, war. Yeah, because I was Iraq. thinking about it. I'm like, when I when I graduated eighth grade, I broke my foot leading into high school. But when I was in the hospital, I hated it because the nothing but the war was on TV. And that was a that was a year after seventh grade. So yeah, we went we went to a war like a year and a little and some change afterwards. Some change afterwards, yeah. It was uh yeah. it was the second semester of my uh, 
our freshman year of college. We were I remember watching the press conference when he declared declared war. We were sitting at the the house of the fraternity that I was gonna join that wasn't really a fraternity but was a fraternity. But they had just like a small house off campus. Mm-hmm. We we're all sitting around watching that shit too. Yeah. So never forget never. Tower Seven and the two the, the twin towers. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, Pentagon. It's all the li- the lives lost that yeah. day, both in the in the events and and uh, the the first responders. Yeah, that too. All the people that died helping. Mm-hmm. All the New Yorkers. I can't, yeah. Well, I think that's, uh, you know, we're not even going to play, uh, not even going to play a song out. We're just going to. So thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all the support as always. We love you guys. We love you guys. And, uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Thank you guys for listening. America. <laughs>